welcome to The Watcher's Diaries, a weekly podcast all about Buffy. I'm Mary. And I'm Froggy. And this week we're talking about season five, episode 11, Triangle. Um, My only real announcement this week is the reminder that our next book club episode is coming up next week. So if you haven't started reading, listening, however you consume your media, now is a good time to start. A link to where you can find the book will be in the show notes. We are going to continue the Laurel K. Hamilton, Anita Blake ride. Ah, yes. And we'll, we'll, <laughs> talk, a, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Miss Hamilton next week. Oh, When yes. we get there and, and the hot water she has recently found herself into. I, it's, it's so funny that we're working on our book club series for the Anita Blake books and this happens. <laughs> right. Um, but for now, let's, let's dive into this episode because, oh, do we have some things to talk about with this episode? Oh, yes. Uh, Triangle, it aired January 9th, 2021. And our synopsis is Buffy's post-Riley emotional turmoil is interrupted by a malevolent troll accidentally set loose on Sunnydale by Anya and Willow as a result of their bickering. The Scoobies team up to take him down, but the monster's magic hammer packs a mean wallop. (laughs) I like that. What are our foreign titles? We only have one today. Oh, that's sad. It's kind of appropriate that it is from Germany. Oh. And it is the Hammer of Destruction. I do like that. Good job, Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Like, Germany said, this episode is right up our alley. We are not going to just go with Triangle. We are going to go fancy, and this is what it's going to be. And again, like, I'm not even going to try to pronounce what it is in German, but (laughs) the German title itself is fan- it looks fantastic. Like, it is just very German. Our previously on this week is short but comprehensive. Uh, we're reminded of Dawn being the key, Joyce's surgery, and the outcome. Buffy and Riley's issues, and the fact Riley left. Kind of a hole in, here's what you missed on Glee. <laughs> I, need somebody, I need somebody to take that and put the Glee music over it. Right. Someone out there can do it. <laughs> Then we're off to Xander's apartment as he lays in bed asking, we presume Anya, if she's ever felt like there was something she was supposed to do but then forgot. No. Well, he's been having that feeling a lot lately, and he's just realized what it is. Riley asked him to borrow a crescent wrench, and he still feels like he should give it to him. Anya tells him, that's not going to happen. Not unless he comes back. Xander knows. He just... Sometimes he forgets Riley's gone. It's like, where's Riley? Oh, right. The Republic of who the hell knows. Anya tells Xander that if he ever leaves, she wants him to warn her. Like big flashing neon signs. And a clock that counts down. Like you see in the movies when there's a bomb. And there's all these colored wires and she doesn't know which one to pick. So she guesses green. But that's not it. And at the last minute, she's like, oh, red. And she cuts it and it stops and he doesn't leave. She wants it to be like that. Check. Big bomb clock. Xander pulls her close and Anya says, maybe it's Buffy. Maybe they won't have problems because maybe the problem is Buffy. She couldn't make it work with Angel. She let Riley go. While Xander doesn't want to agree with Anya, he does say the relationship rubble is beginning to pile up on the Buffy highway. Buffy has two ex-boyfriends. 
<laughs> and I know they're traumatic ex-boyfriend. I mean, do we count Scott as an ex-boyfriend? Do we count Pike as an ex-boyfriend? Uh, I don't really do- count. <laughs> I don't really, like, we are in, like, we are okay, in so how many on. years? <laughs> so we've got to count the dude who dumped her by her answering machine. Mm-hmm. The first boyfriend she had at Henry. Then she and Pike broke up. Then, yeah, she got with Angel. And then she did technically de- d- date Scott for a while. Yeah, but it was, yeah, it's, the thing I is, it's like. wouldn't it, count Parker as a relationship. No, but like, it's making it seem like, I know people who have had more exes and breakups than Buffy by that point. And also, it's been a few years. So I'm on Buffy's side. I'm on people are being too mean to Buffy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm not, like, I'm not saying, like, I mean... I know, it, I know. These are weird circumstances. Like, it's yeah. hard to be, like, it's Buffy's fault. It's, like, these are very it's weird very, circumstances. Yeah. Buffy has a very weird life. You know, if it, let, let Buffy live. Let Buffy go. She's having a hard time. Somebody give Buffy a hug, especially when you see her in this episode. Well, like, Tara is going to give her a hug. Yes. Because Tara is awesome. Yes. Tara, yes. She just needs hugs. It's a human thing. Making the same mistakes over and over again. Anya says she saw it all the time as a vengeance demon. A guy would dump a girl. She'd summon Anya and she'd smite the guy. Then next year, same thing. Same girl, different guy. After a few smitings, you kind of step back and say, hey, you might be part of the problem too, girly. Xander wonders how Buffy is dealing with it all. Okay, and while this might not be the best transition on the show, because that will always be full for love. Oh, yeah. This one is pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Taking us straight to a convent. Uh, Nuns are milling about, going about their evening activities. We even see a nun with a lock of blonde hair under her wimple. Could this be our slayer? Nope. Just a fake out as a second later, a vampire comes crashing through the courtyard with Buffy hot on his heels. They fight for all of half a minute and then Buffy dusts him. As she tosses the stake aside, she goes to help up the blonde nun that the vampire crashed into. Is she okay? She thinks so. What was that? It looked like a demon. It did, didn't it? So this nun thing with the whole avoiding the company of men, how is that going? Does one have to be super religious to be a nun? How's the food? (laughs) As they walk off, we go to the credits. Still awesome. It is a very, I just broke up with my boyfriend kind of thing where I'm going to be a nun and not be around men ever again. Yep. Returning from the credits, we're in the back room at the magic box, Buffy training with Giles as they talk about reaching out to the Watchers Council for help. Does Giles really think they'll help? They might. Their resources are quite extensive. The library alone is... Buffy begs him not to talk about the books again. He gets all weird. (laughs) Sometimes there's drool. I, I don't blame I don't blame him. I if I had access to all those books too, we would be in the same position as Giles. Oh yeah. He can't help it. They've exhausted all they have here and have come up empty. And glory. That's all he's gonna talk to the council about. Why don't they take a break? Answer her. He swears he's not gonna mention Don's name. But he is going to mention the key that Glory's looking for it. He kinda has to. Knowing Glory's want, it might help. Help to pinpoint her origin. Buffy knows. She just doesn't like it. She trusts the council about as far as Giles could throw them. Thanks. 
She just hates the idea of giving them any information that could lead them to Dawn. Giles says if there was another option, he'd be all for it, but this is kind of it. The initiative isn't around anymore. Riley was their last link to the operation, and he looks at Buffy and apologizes. It's fine. He can say his name. Stuff like this happens, right? People break up, move on. She's doing okay. For a while, it felt like the world would end, but big picture, not so bad. Not so bad? She just said it felt like the end of the world. Was he not listening? There is just dad panic. Like, (laughs) dad panic is just all across Giles' face. Oh, yeah. Dad was like, please, please. (laughs) And then Buffy smiles. She's teasing. She's fine, mostly. (laughs) If she's not okay, Giles hates to leave thinking she might need him. Buffy says if it helps them find out about Glory, then she's happy for him to go. As is Anya. But for a different reason. With Giles gone, she gets to run the shop, right? Uh, well, Giles feels like that might be a little much for one person. Like with the trash people. They've made such a mess in the back alley that the recycling people can't even get back there to collect. Someone needs to talk to them. Anya can do that. Tara's jealous. A trip to England sounds so exciting and exotic. Unless you're English. (laughs) She kind of realizes that to Giles... This probably isn't that exciting. But Giles just smiles fondly at her. He knows what she meant. He's such a good dad. He is. And I love how he just ends up with extra children. Uh Uh-huh. Buffy says not to worry. They've got the shop covered. They can open and close, no problem. Yeah, they can come by between classes. Willow says she normally uses that time to copy over her notes and different colored pens, but she has recently been told that's insane. Looking up, Tara says she called it quirky, not insane. Tara, she's looking very nice this episode. Like, the outfit isn't my favorite, but the eyeshadow is on point. I'm digging the blue eyeshadow. Yeah. The blue eyeshadow is... And especially for somebody who, like like Tara, who spent so much time hiding. Yes. Not wanting to be seen. It's nice to see her. Electric blue, you see and you notice, and it looks so good on her. Right. This is also an appreciation of makeup. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Anya says she's got this, and Xander, flipping through a magazine, agrees. She totally does. It's not that Giles doesn't trust her with the inventory or the money. It's just dealing with people takes a certain finesse. She has finesse. She has finesse coming out of her bottom. (laughs) She can lie to the health inspector, distract him with her charms, bribe him with money and goods. See? Xander looks up. She's got this. Willow tells Giles they'll help her. They'll have everything ship-shape. Even better, it'll be shop shape. Anya doesn't really appreciate this and tells Xander, who, poor him, is seated between Anya and Willow, that Willow is talking to Giles like she isn't there and to make her stop. Willow's only trying to help, while Anya doesn't want her help. As he heads for the door, Giles thinks maybe he should call the airline. (laughs) Get an (laughs) earlier flight back. Poor Giles. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to find when I come back. Apparently, and we can talk about it at the end, apparently there were deleted scenes where, like, Giles sees the shop. Yeah, I saw that on the, like, he comes back before they finish up. <laughs> Sander, desperate to change the subject, asks Buffy how this lighting is going. She killed something in a convent last night. And in any other room, that would be a frightening declaration. <laughs> but there, in that room... It's a welcome distraction. I love when people acknowledge the conversations that they have because it always makes me think about Supernatural Mm -hmm. and how half of their conversations are had in busy diners 
at normal human talking voice where they're not even trying to hide the conversation. Nope. Tell them all about the killing. Uh, it was pretty standard vampire staking, but she met a nun and she let her try on her whipple. <laughs> and now they're back to frightening. Heading home, Buffy heads to her mom's room to check on her. And what's this? Joyce up and about and wearing actual clothes. She calls Dawn in. Look, no more bathrobe. Joyce says she got up this morning, looked at it, all blue and fuzzy and just couldn't do it. Buffy says neither of them are going to miss it much either. Yeah, it was getting a little ripe. Maybe they could burn it. That would keep the bugs away. Her robe does not smell. (laughs) But whatever. Make jokes at the expense of a woman with a hole in her skull. (laughs) Buffy ushers Dawn away at that, saying they have tired her out. As she heads for her own room, Dawn follows, lingering in the doorway. Again, I love the scenes with all of them as a family like it yes. is such a realistic it is portrayal of a family unit you know just the way so many shows like when you get like a serious show you have so many where they're not teasing the person who just had surgery yeah but it is a very real thing where and it's something that we do you know you, oh, yeah <laughs> i mean we were talking about that the other night so Side note, um, my girlfriend's uncle hurt himself the other night, uh, sliced his arm open, and he does, like, outside work and stuff, and and we love him. We were all very concerned about the fact that he got cut bad enough he had to go to, like, the ER, and he had to have a procedure done for nerve damage, but our first question was also, what dumbass thing was he doing that this occurred? Because that's When you know, yeah. Yeah, especially when you know somebody who has a history of doing dumbass shit. yeah. Like my my father-in-law, we still talk about this story where he had gotten his arm cut. Now, my father-in-law has a very high pain tolerance. So he was like, had this deep cut on his arm. And he says to my mother-in-law, oh, I think I need surgery. Meanwhile, he needed hours and hours of microsurgery to repair his arm. Oh, my God. He's just like, oh, no, I think I need to go to the hospital. Like, really? (laughs) (sighs) People. (laughs) But yeah, it, it's such, it's so refreshing to see like how people in a family would, and and even Buffy says, okay, we've done enough. We need to leave her alone now. But I even like how Joy says, okay, the person who just had a hole in her skull. Like, yeah. Yeah. So Dawn lingers in the doorway. What's she doing? Playing soccer, as she is very clearly reading a magazine. <laughs> Can Dawn hang out in there? Buffy looks up. She'll allow it, but don't touch anything she notices right away that buffy took down riley's photos yeah she thinks she would have done it sooner like bam don't want to see that face again buffy says it wasn't like that she was never angry at him okay that's a lie (laughs) but it wasn't like she didn't want to see his face dawn says she was just beginning to like him and then gone so fast buffy says it really wasn't fast as everyone except her saw the gradual decline oh Coming to sit with her, Dawn asks if that makes it any better. No, because she should have noticed it earlier. Buffy tells her to stop being insightful. It's creepy. But then she admits that, yeah, it hurts in all sorts of awful ways. In the way where she's furious at him and the way where she blames herself and the way where she thinks about all the things she could have done to fix it. Dawn says it'll get better, won't it? It will. Yeah, but it'll take time. But Buffy's just going to keep doing what she's doing and every day it will be a little bit better. 
every day. Okay, no, not every day, but soon. Don says it still feels really sudden. Him gone, off where no one can talk to him. Buffy says, who knows? Maybe he'll hate the jungle. Maybe he'll come back. And then she can say all the things she didn't get to. So Lex pointed this out to me because we were talking, we were talking about this episode. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Riley's coming back. And uh, Mr. I don't think you really loved me gets married awfully fast. Oh, yeah. Like this aired in January. As you were come season six aired in February. So we're talking literally 13 months. Mm-hmm. And so we'll talk about this more when we get to season six, obviously. But I had to go look up the thing for as you were. Yeah. And Sam says they've been married four months. So now Sam also says it took Riley a year to get over Buffy. Clearly she was like exaggerating because Buffy mm-hmm. takes place in real time. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's been, thir- it's been literally a year and he was married four months. So it only took him nine months to go from I'm devastated to meeting this other person, being with this other person and marrying this other person. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he gets to talk about people who really loved people. No, because if, and because if he really loved her, that was a quick turnaround, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, and there are people who, who rebound and will do things that they regret so quickly, but. Yeah. Huh. But speaking of things one didn't get to say or wants to say, <laughs> uh, there's Spike in his crypt with a box of chocolate practicing talking to the dummy head. Again, this right here. This is William. Uh, Spike would never have to practice talking to someone or asking them out. That is such the funny part about his whole thing with like his his love for Buffy. Yeah. Is it throws him off his game. It does. Like, so hard. Like it's an actual thing. Yeah. Like so- Spike's just going to saunter in and be like, you, me, this thing, it's happening. Yeah. But William, William, he wants it to be just right. He wants to make sure the words he has chosen it is literally, are perfect. It is literally what he his whole thing was before he became a vampire. Right. And this is why, like, I hate the whole thing about people say they're, you know, oh, when you become a vampire, you're a completely different person. You're not. You're just, (laughs) everything is more intense. Yeah, everything is intensified and twisted. Yeah. Um, But I just, I love that Buffy brings out the side of him. Yeah. And the fact that nobody, nobody else has ever done this. And, you know, like, as much as I love him with Drusilla... That was an obsessive. That was a very, that was that an was obsessive. All, it was all heat. And I mean, I think it was, I don't want to call it first love because mm-hmm. like William had crushes before. Yeah. But Drew was the first person as we saw in Fool for Love to appear to get him. Mm-hmm. So this was the first girl, the first girl who ever seemed to really understand him and she wanted to bring him into this like new world Mm -hmm. and she showed him all these things and unlocked this other side of him and i yeah i think there is like that that devotion to her because Mm -hmm. of it yeah this is much more a, a relationship of equals almost because you know he's He's a fighter in his own way. He's going to become a champion. Buffy is the slayer. Like this is, and I, and I think that the fact that like, this is someone 
that he really likes and he's come to like just by like watching her and seeing the person she is. And it makes him want to be a better person. It does. It does makes him want to be a better person. And as that, we'll see in this episode. And that is that is what being in a relationship is about. Is it bring it's supposed to bring out the best in both parties. And he is actively trying to do better. Like and and yeah. that that to me also shows that vampires don't have to be evil. No, they don't. They don't have to be the way they are. The demon gives them permission to be evil. Yeah. But what Spike is showing is that it doesn't have to be that way. No. You do, and you like you don't need to just like and if if you have somebody who you're willing to be good for, you'll do it. It seems he wants to explain about why he took Buffy to the vampire crackdown. <laughs> why he showed her what Riley was doing. He just wanted to help her because she couldn't be there thinking he was this great guy while he was going around the bend with this toddlet. Then, then he starts arguing with the head, imagining it having some of Buffy's snappy comebacks, telling her that he will insult Riley if he wants to. He's the one that's on her side, the one doing her a favor, and she's being dead petty about it, giving him nothing but hatred and venom and ungrateful bitch. <laughs> And she slams the dummy over the head with a box of chocolate. Now see, there's Spike. That that's that's Spike. But it doesn't last because he realizes that is not the way he wants to go about it. <laughs> so um he lets his William side get back in control. He picks up the dummy, he straightens it out, he picks up the chocolate, fixes the box, and begins again. <laughs> I mean, good for him practicing. Again, who among us has not practiced what they want to say? To the person they like. <laughs> right? And we go to the magic shop where Willa and Tara are helping Anya out. Well, more like they're using supplies from the magic shop to try out a new spell. A sunlight spell. So that maybe Buffy can use it to vaporize vamps. Even in the middle of the night. Anya doesn't like this. Giles has only been gone a day and Willow and Tara are taking stuff from the shop. Causing trouble. They shouldn't do those things when he isn't here. This prompts Willow to tell Anya that she's the fish. <laughs> what? The fish in the bowl from Cat in the Hat. He's always saying that the cat shouldn't be there while the parents are away. Anya doesn't understand. It's a book. A really cute one. There's this cat. He does all sorts of silly things. Like balances stuff, including the fish, on top of his hat. Willow doesn't recommend trying it in real life. Especially not when you're six. Because then you're not allowed to have fish for five years. Willow, you're not supposed to be the cat in the hat. So wait, but, but, but hold on, hold on, hold on. So Willow lost her fish privileges at six. She did not gain them back until she was 11. And then her fish were murdered and struck on a line when she was like 16. Willow does not have good fish karma. No, 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 she doesn't. To be fair, I don't either. Because <laughs> I named my fish Sushi when I was little. And I had a sign in the bowl <laughs> that said Sushi Bar. <laughs> That's awful. You're awful. Those poor fish. It's like how when we go to the zoo, Mia tells the cows at the petting farm that their, their name should be lunch and dinner. Yeah. I'm just like, can you not antagonize the cow, please? This is why Mia and I get along so right? well. As <laughs> are sick. I say like I'm not morbid in any way oh, whatsoever. No, no. That's why, that's why we're all friends. 
The whole fish analogy just makes Anya feel worse. They're referencing literature that she knows nothing about. They're trying to make her feel left out, and they're stealing. She's not stealing. She's just taking things without paying for them. And what twisted dictionary is that stealing? Tara says maybe they should just pay. But Willow is doubling down. Oh. Giles would be just fine with this. And they could show her some things, have her floating pencils by the end of the day. Anya does miss having powers. And it would be nice to... Hold on! She knows what this is. This is peer pressure. (laughs) Soon they're going to be having her smoking tobacco and having drugs. But look how easy it is. Willow's sly little grin there is is adorable. Good girl Willow is like... She's enjoying her bad girl moment. Though I don't really condone the like riling up of Anya. No. No. Which... Which is the point. Yeah. And like, to be fair, she wasn't doing it until this moment. Yeah. But like, as she floats up Sage in one of the vials, Anya tells her to stop and to not float the merchandise. And Willow's response to this is just to float more stuff. Yeah. And it's a little mean. I like, I am fine with the Sage. Yeah. I'm fine up until that point. Like, like being just like, but then the fact that she keeps going. Yeah. And the fact that she's like, not like I, I get like I get Willow. I get where she's like, Giles wouldn't mind. You know, this is what this is what would have, you know, if Giles. No, was they here. take stuff from the shop all the yeah. time when Giles is there. But Anya is taking her responsibilities very seriously. She is. And Willow is not respecting that. And like I like how Tara's like, look, we can just pay for it. Like yeah. let's just like Tara's like, we're using it. Like Anya does kind of have a point. Yeah. If Giles is okay with it, he'll just let us take something later. Yeah. But like, good on Tara. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tara, I like, again, I love Tara so much, you know, being the voice of reason. And, you know, like you would, like a lot of times you would expect, oh, she's going to be on her girlfriend's side. Yeah. But Tara is so reasonable. And she's she also is. a peacekeeper. She's very much a peacekeeper. Like, and, from, you- and also part of her trauma. Yeah, so that's what I was I was like about yeah. to say. Because like part of her job, she's very uncomfortable with like interpersonal conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she does not want the people around her fighting for stupid ass reasons. That yeah. makes her very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. Xander arrives excited to see his two, three favorite girls. I do like that he amends that statement yes. to include like Tara. He's, he's used to he's used to Anya and Will like Willow being his favorite girls. And then Tara's here and you know. And Tara should be everyone's favorite. Mm-hmm. I would even put Tara at number one over. Right? Yeah. I do like, as much as like there's bits of this episode that I'm just like, that, that Willow and Anya arguing is, I feel like we should be past that by now. Yeah. But I do like the parts of this episode where Xander keeps like reiterating that Willow is his best friend. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that's that's going to be very important come the end of next season. Yeah. And so I like that, you know, we are making sure to, every once in a while, check back in on these two and be like, no, they'd probably sell everybody else for a corn chip except each other. Oh, yeah. At the end of the day. Oh, yeah. Like. Because, again, they have been friends long before any of these people came along. Yeah. And I, like, I've seen people, like, complain about that. On, like, Facebook from time to time, like, in some of the groups being, like, oh, there's all this, like, conversation about, like, how Willow and Xander are best friends and, like, but, like, what about, like, Willow and Buffy and isn't Willow, like, Buffy's best friend and they keep creating, like, space between them in the later seasons and I'm, like, yes, 
Buffy is Willow's best friend in a way. Mm-hmm. But Willow and Xander have been a unit since they were toddlers. Yeah. That is a different kind of friendship. Yeah. Because Buffy is also Xander's best friend. Mm -hmm. There is the unit that is the three of them. And then there is the unit that is Xander and Willow. And there's a history to that that unfortunately Buffy's not a part of. Yeah. And like, again, at the end of the day, I think if push came to shove, and I mean, we saw it. We saw it in season two when like Willow got taken because Mm -hmm. Buffy didn't want to admit it was a trap. If push comes to shove, Xander will choose Willow over Buffy. Yep. Because that has been his person basically since the dawn of time. And I just, like I said, I just, I I like that we get that reminder. And the the problem is, the the, the problem is too, that a lot of people, especially when it comes to talking about this show, can't grasp complexities. No. You know, there is, and, and that's one thing about this show that again, like, that I've loved forever is that it is a, the, the relationships are complex. Extremely. You have so many different types of relationships. You know, you have the bond between, and that's the, the thing that I always loved about Xander and Willow is here you have the bond between, um, you know, a girl and a boy who have been best friends since they've been children. You have the bond between, again, the three of them as a unit. You get the whole big, fa- like the whole Scooby gang. Yeah. You get parental bonds. You get surrogate parental bonds. You have even even Giles and Joyce. Yes. And it, I, I love seeing them at the end of this episode. Uh, yeah, I love the, the, the scene at the end of this episode. So there is, this show portrays so many different kinds of relationships yeah. in a very realistic way. And even with all the supernatural elements, at the end of the day... People just can't understand that when you use the term best friend, it's not just necessarily one person. Like you have somebody else who's your best friend. You and I are best friends. I have, but like, it's, it's such a different, it's such and and the older I get, the more I'm like, this is my best friend. And this is also my best friend. So it's like, we have the best friends that we grew up with. Yeah. Like my relationship with Jackie is very different than my relationship with you, but Mm -hmm. you both are two of my absolute closest friends. Yep. Yep. And same with like my my friend Heather and Jamie. Like again, yeah. we're you know, we grew up with each other, but it's no less meaningful. No. That's why I like like all those things you see, like they're dumb, but you see them on like Instagram and stuff. It's like everybody talks about like your childhood best friends or like your high school best friends, mm-hmm. but nobody talks about the best friends you met you met in the middle of just trying to figure shit out as exactly. an adult. And that's and that's exactly what happened with us. Yeah. You know, we met in a very random way on Live Journal. <laughs> the trenches of the Glee fandom. The trenches of the Glee fandom. And here we are over a decade later, you know, she is Aunt Mary to my son. I mean, almost 13 years yeah. later because I knew you when you were pregnant. I was pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and, and literally the first time Mary came to my house... My tiny child crawled onto her lap and just was like, okay. And the fact that, that she, you had Owen on one side and Tear on the other side. Yeah. Like it's just, she it's... had both my, she had both my, my human child and my dog child. Like my human child and dog child. Yeah. So, and that's the thing. It's like, and I think, I think the other thing is so many of the people like that are still fairly young. Yeah. And they also didn't grow up in the way that we did. 
going no. from like having absolutely no connection to the outside world and then all of a sudden growing up with and figuring out the space. Yeah. Like we grew up at that like very weird time when it went from like the internet was this strange thing that like very few people had to like like when we were like I don't know was it even like grade school like very few people had like internet in our middle mm-hmm. school years it was yeah. like super exciting if someone you knew had it yeah but by the time we finished high school it was in every home yeah yeah so like we again like you said we were at that age where like when we were kids the people you knew were the people you live next to the people you like went to school with and the friends of like are the children of your parents friends yep and then by the time we got to high school and college, you're chatting with people halfway across the world. Yep. You're finding, you're making friends on message boards and AOL. So it's just, it's, it. we grew up at a very interesting time. And I think that is something that the youths today, <laughs> um, it's just very hard for them to understand that like we saw that change happen. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a very interesting thing about being a 90s person. Yeah, yeah. Because growing up in that bridge between, you know, the 80s, the 90s, and as things changed. <sighs> anyway, there's our old fogey moment. I was going to say, I feel so old now. I know. So I let's, can feel let's skip back to Anya. <laughs> <laughs> Anya tells him that Willow is stealing. She's a burglar. Yeah. And in the light of day, right in front of everyone burglar. She says she's just doing a spell to help Buffy. But Anya says Giles left her in charge. Judge Xander would like to request a recess. Tara grants him said recess and yay, Tara's on his side. He goes and stands behind her. Protect him, please. (laughs) Going towards the counter, Willow says what she's trying to do. It's a good thing. And if it doesn't work, well, Giles never needs to know. She then sprinkles some dust trying to show off and poof, the cash register is gone. Something that has everyone else running towards the counter. What did she do? She can fix it. She reverses the spell and the cash register reappears, though it does look a little worse for the wear. Is everything okay? Is the money okay? Is it still there? Anya opened the drawer. Willow endangered the money. (laughs) Right, because that's all she cares about. I'm Anya. I like money better than people. People can't be traded for goods and or services. Xander, she's imitating her. Xander looks so uncomfortable with this whole thing. Oh, yeah. Like, and I I get his discomfort. Oh, absolutely. Like when two people that you, and I mean, everybody's been there. Everybody's been there. When two people that you're friends with and you love to death are arguing and really there's no good side to take. There's no, no. Xander is like screwed either way. Yeah. Like, like, you know, Willow for all intents and purposes isn't doing anything wrong. Anya isn't, is she's, she's absolutely right to be upset, you know, because Willow just keeps going. And I'm, (laughs) we had a moment like that (laughs) on our last trip. I was going to say, like, we... <laughs> as, I'm, as I'm talking about it, I'm like, oh, 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 no. We we made, yeah. we made Mary very well, I was, was going to say, like, well, <laughs> I was like, well, two, two things, right? Like, so yeah. first off, uh, we, I'm not going to name names, but we're watching this go down with, like, one of our other friends right mm-hmm. now. Like, there, someone is stuck in the middle of something, and I, we just feel nothing but bad for him. Yeah. Uh, the other one is like, yes. Yes, on our on our last uh, 
a friend group excursion, nobody realized that my buttons had gotten pressed to the extreme yeah. until I like ordered everyone out of my site for like two hours. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We, and we I like sat and read my book and I was a better Mary and it was fine. We were, yeah. But, we were like, oh no, oh no, we, we, we fucked up. <laughs> Mary yells at you, you fucked up. Yeah, we, we <sighs> fucked up. Like Mary tried to drive away. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was bad. So yes, but we left. But these things happen. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like you, you reach that point and then you know, everything is okay again. But yeah, you take the time for yourself. You, you, you breathe a little bit. You eat a snack. You're a and better, I even happier said, person. I'm like, when, I got, when I got in the car with everybody, when we left, I'm like, guys, we fucked up. <laughs> we really fucked up. After, after Mary went back in, I went into the house just to be like, hey, you know, and she's like, no, leave me alone. So when Mary sends me away. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bad. <laughs> it's reached the point where Mary sends me away. I'm like, okay, we really did it now. So yeah, I got in that car and I'm like, guys, we really, we, we fucked. We, we did it, you know, like. <laughs> but I mean, it happens, but you do feel sorry for the person stuck in the middle. Cause like yeah. right now, Xander would like to be anywhere except where he is. Oh Yeah. Yeah, and also poor Tara having to, like, be... Tara's on the outside, and again, oh, yeah. like, she's so, like, uncomfortable with the kind of confrontation. Oh, yes, And she, she tried. She did try, bless her heart, she did try to smooth things over. And and also, I like, I did like that she's like, Willow, okay, you know, we can we can pay. Like, even taking Anya's side. Yeah. To, but yeah, Xander being caught in the middle... Yeah, so he just, he leaves. Yeah. Telling them both that he is tired of being in the middle. He doesn't want to be dragged into whatever it is that is going on between them. And so they need to figure it out without him. That's really a good way. Like that, and again, you know, that is a really grown up way of handling. Yeah. Like the situation. Th- this is your issue. This yeah. is not my issue. Yeah. The two of you, the two of you need to figure your shit out. And yeah. Yeah, because like it, like we said, there is literally no nothing he can do that will make it better. You know, he has tried to talk to the two of them together and be like, "Come on," you know, he tried, but they keep picking at each other. As he heads to the door, Anya tells him not to go, but it's too late. He's out and slamming the door. Willow tells Anya she made him mad. Her, he seemed pretty mad at Willow too. Turning to Tara, Willow asks who she thinks Xander was more mad at. <gasps> oh, oh, oh no. no. Oh no. Oh no. Tara, Tara's not doing this. Oh yeah. Good for good for Tara. <laughs> she tells them that she thinks maybe they have some things they need to work out. Just the two of them, with the talking and the such. And so she's going to leave. Good for Tara. I I completely 100 percent Good move, girl. (laughs) Get yourself out of there. Let them handle it. Later, Willow was working on the spell again while Anya writes down the prices of everything that she's using. Can she stop that? It's really distracting. Fine. Make her ball of sunshine. Anya will be quiet. Good, because the spell is sensitive. Any non-ritual word uttered during it could ruin the whole thing. She puts the final ingredients in the cauldron and readies herself. Has she started yet? No, she's about to. And so she does, asking the spirits of light to help her. Was that it? No! She continues. Oh, because Anya thought it sounded like she was done. Does she look done? Abandoning her spell in the small ring of light hovering above the cauldron. If Anya has a problem, why doesn't she just say so? Spit it out like she does every other little thing and the pops into her head. 
Anya says she doesn't do that, but Willow just tells her to release it. Well, <laughs> the spell kind of took that as a command. <laughs> and so releases a troll who was obviously trapped in something. <laughs> he appears with his hammer and rampages through the store before heading out into the street. Willow frowns. He was not a ball of sunshine. <laughs> no. At UC Sunnydale, a new semester is beginning. And it seems this semester, Buffy and Tara have a class together. A class with a professor that spits. Tara says they'll sit in back next time. Good, because Buffy really needs to keep this class. The only other one that fits in her schedule is Central American Geopolitics, and no thank you. (laughs) She even hears the word jungle, and she can't help but think about him. Is that where he is? She doesn't need a daily 2 p.m. reminder. Tara asks if that's bad, and Buffy kind of shrugs. It sucks, but she can't help but think maybe Riley is where he needs to be. Willow does always say things happen for a reason. Yeah, but why do people only ever say that about bad things? Buffy says, why don't they grab Willow and indulge in a little after-school hamburger? Tara could be down for that. Willow might still be at the magic shop. They were there earlier and Willow and Anya kind of got into it. So Xander and her took off. And Anya and Xander are in trouble? Buffy, projecting just the tiniest bit, sees this as the worst thing ever. No, 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 no. She said that wrong. Willow and Anya just got into a bit of a tiff and, and Susander left. He left? Left Anya? No, no, not, not left her. Not, not really. It was, it was just nothing. A, a tiny thing. Tiny thing? Buffy's on the verge of tears. But tiny things get bigger and then boom, you have a whole huge thing and they can't break up. They have a beautiful love. <laughs> Buffy's just crying now in earnest as she goes to Tara, who hugs her, a bit confused, but still happy to do so. As she cries, Buffy says their love is miraculous. <laughs> I, d- I do like this moment. Like, it's a silly moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it does show, like, how Buffy is maybe not processing things as well as she's pretending to. Mm-hmm. But it also does set up something that we're going to see a bit more of next season. And that's Tara being someone Buffy feels she can go to. Yeah. And I, I really like that for them. Tara has, Tara's energy is very nurturing. It is. You know, is. And, and she with, because of the way she grew up, she didn't have the opportunity to really display that very much. So now that she, you know, when she's coming into herself, she is a very caring person. And she may still be very awkward at times with with things. But but also I love the, that Buffy, again, she's not processing, but like the way that she's expressing like Xander and Anya being together is like, it is a very sweet that she's concerned about them. It is. On the main streets of Sunnydale, Anya and Willow are driving around looking for the troll. More importantly, they're driving Giles's car as they look for the troll. Willow doesn't even get how she made him, but hey, advanced. Anya says she didn't make him. She released him. He must have been trapped in the crystal. Her? What makes her think she released him? This seems more of a both of them thing. Or even an Anya thing. It definitely feels like an Anya thing. Anya says to just find the reversal spell. That would be easier if they put the top up. Right now, Willow's mainly trying to stop the pages from blowing away. Anya doesn't know how to put the top up. She just figured out what the left pedal does. It makes them stop, which she demonstrates. She doesn't know how to drive. Why didn't she say she didn't know how to drive? Well, because how could she know whether or not she could drive till she tried? Unbelievable. And with an ogre loose troll, Anya corrects Willow's misidentification. It's a troll. Now hold on. She's going to use the right pedal. She expects them to accelerate. Fine. 
there's a troll on the loose and they're going to crash Giles's car. Probably. They are going very fast. <laughs> Anya told her not to do the spell. She should have listened. Giles put her in charge. Giles can be an idiot. Willow! <laughs> oh my god! Damn! Wow. Like, what did he do? Wow. Poor, like, Giles isn't even here. <laughs> and he's getting dragged into this. Like... Wow, Willow, how dare you? How dare, indeed. He's over in England trying to solve the mystery of Glorificus and the key and Dawn, and you are slandering his good name. I like I need I need Anya to tell Giles that Right? I'd be telling Giles. I'd be like, oh, yeah. called you an idiot. Oh, and like, she I would stuff. Be, I would be going right to dad and Right? You want you want Willow to be made to pay for the stuff she took? Tell him about this conversation. Dad. Yeah. Anya says that Xander agreed, because Xander never steps out of line. What does that mean? Anya tears around the curve. Just find the spell quickly. Of course, as she says this, off goes piece of paper. Well, that's gone. (laughs) Xander, it seems, is hanging out at the bronze, eating a bowl of peanuts when he bumps into Spike. Spike greets him, kind of, with a, oh, it's you. And Xander says not to let him stop Spike from not being there. I, I really hope these boys realize they are like equal levels of sad right now because they are both hanging out at the bronze in the middle of the day. Yes. And Xander just got a bowl of peanuts. Yeah. Like y- y'all are equal levels of sad boys. Yeah. Spike tells Xander he was there first and Xander tells him to go away. Of course, this only makes Spike want to follow him. Because why would he leave when it's bugging Xander? So much to have him there. Plus, they have chicken wings. And a flower-shaped thing made out of an onion? It's kind of brilliant. Is he talking to him, just hoping he'll get so depressed he'll impale himself on a fork in front of him? If he did, that would be great, actually. If he offs himself, the chip doesn't kick in, and he can eat him. (laughs) Beat the onion thing all to hell. Spike reaches for a peanut, and Xander (laughs) slaps his hand. Those are his. My, my, someone's in a temper. Is it all sympathetic misery borrowed from the Slayer? What? No, this has nothing to do with Buffy. So she's okay then? Not, uh, holding any grudges? What is he talking about? What does Buffy have to do with anything? What grudges? Never mind. No need to talk about it. He's sure Buffy's (laughs) off merrily slaying something. Uh, not quite. She's looking around the magic shop with Tara taking in the damage. It's bad. She calls out for Willow and Anya, but gets no answer. Tara can't find any trace of them in the back either. Something was there and now Willow's gone. Buffy says not to worry. They'll get her back. This thing has to have left a huge trail. And so she pulls Tara along off to find it. As night descends, we go back to the mean streets of Sunnydale and our friend, the not-so-sunshiny troll, who is indeed leaving a huge trail, hitting puny receptacles with his <laughs> hammer and telling the townspeople that he is going to pillage their domiciles and their crops and make merriment with their more attractive daughters. He, he seems like such a pleasant fellow. For a moment, he stops, sniffs the air, and ale! He smells ale! Which, of course, circles us back to the bronze, where Xander and Spike are playing pool. Xander telling Spike about what transpired earlier and how sometimes when he says something about Anya, Willow will look at him all, what do you see in her? Spike knows that look. A lot of people never got true. Because she was insane. Spike gives Xander a look and he goes back to his story. He gets torn. 
because Willow is his best friend. And he values her opinion. But Anya, she's his girlfriend. Spike wants to know what the Slayer thinks about all the tension in the ranks. Can't be good for morale. Xander doesn't know. Fair. She's a little preoccupied, isn't she? With all the being upset and blaming of innocent bystanders who got caught in the mess. (laughs) Huh? Did she want to be made a fool of? And what does a person have to do to make it right? As he's saying this, the troll bumps into him. Spike tells him to watch it. But then once he sees him, changes that to a, never mind, do as you like. <laughs> I like how there's a holiest troll in the middle of the bronze. Yeah, no one cares. It's Sunnydale. Yeah, they've, they've reached the point where they're like, eh. The troll, still on his quest for ale, goes immediately to the two kegs one of the workers is bringing out. Grabbing it with one hand, he shotguns it. <laughs> And tosses it aside, demanding stronger ale and some succulent babies to eat. <laughs> Xander thinks maybe he should go get Buffy. <laughs> or or Spike could fight him. He, he could, but he's kind of paralyzed with not caring very much at the moment. <laughs> Pointing at Spike and Xander, the troll asks where he can find some babies. <laughs> Spike says, what does Xander think? The hospital? Shut up! <laughs> Xander then tries to reason with the troll, who is hungry and short of patience. Okay, but they can fix the hunger thing. Not not with babies, per se, uh, but with roast pig, stag, hardy grog. Spike mentions the onion. They cannot appease him. Do not even try. <laughs> he goes to get more ale, and Xander and Spike kind of sidle towards the door, <laughs> right as Willow and Anya come in. Xander! Anya tells him he shouldn't be there. There's a troll on the loose. (laughs) Big guy? Hammer? Xander points to where the troll has grabbed the second keg. He noticed him. (laughs) Willow wishes Buffy were there. And hey, what do you know? Buffy and Tara come through the door. Immediately, Willow wishes for a million (laughs) dollars. Nothing happens, but you know, she had to try. You know what? When that, we have all been there. Oh, yeah. Seeing the troll shotgunning keg number two, Buffy asks, what is going on? Where did this troll come from? Spike, just not reading the room at all, decides that, you know, this is his moment. So he steps forward, looking all brave and all. Hello, Buffy. Before Buffy can act on her confusion, (laughs) Anya butts in and Spike takes a big step back. Anya tells him that Willow stole ingredients, did a spell, and released a troll. Buffy frowns. Willow did this? No, they... She means Anya. She, it's all very complicated. Anya says he's distracted. Now is the time to do the spell. And so Willow begins, only for the troll to interrupt. Why does no one let her finish? <laughs> the troll locks his gaze on Anya. On Yanka, she told the witch to do this. She's always trying to ruin his fun, just like when they were dating. Uh, cue the little record scratch noise. <laughs> as everyone, even Spike... Turns to look at Anya. She dated him. She dated a troll. Willow says, is anyone really surprised by that? Willow! Willow! Willow, you are not earning any points right now. No. So this is this is the thing. And I, I know we've talked about it, I think, back uh, when Xander and Anya first started dating and like the whole Thanksgiving where Willow didn't want to invite Anya. Um, I find it really funny. And I know we've talked about this before that people keep saying that like, oh, well, Xander hates everybody Buffy dates when Mm -hmm. that is actually a Willow trait. Mm -hmm. Willow hates every person Xander is with. Yeah. Every person. Yeah. She didn't like the mummy girl even before they knew she was a mummy girl. Didn't like that. 
Didn't like Cordy. Didn't like that he slept with Faith. Didn't like Anya. Mm-hmm. Like, Willow is the one who has this almost... I mean, at this point, she's trying to say it's not a jealous streak. Yeah. But Willow had a very long jealous streak. Yeah. And that's the thing. And again, like, a lot of times with Xander, it's not him hating who Buffy is with. It's being concerned about Buffy. Yeah. And he, like... And he has every right not to like the vampires. Yeah. Every right. Yeah. Between Jesse and Miss Callan, like, every right. Every right. Yeah. And it's, he has, yeah, he has every right to not like the vampires. I mean, and again, he loved Riley. He did. Like, you saw it even at the beginning of this episode. Beginning of this episode. He's like, oh, you know, I, I keep thinking, oh, I keep thinking about Riley, but he's not there. So he actually misses Riley. Yeah. But here is Willow. Again, picking at her part, like her her best friend's partner. Like she's literally being snotty just for the sake of being snotty. Yeah, yeah. So like, and again, that's that's where I get so frustrated with the anti Xander people because they completely miss that a lot of people do exactly what they hate Xander for. Yeah, Anya says he wasn't a troll when she dated him; just a big dumb guy. And then he cheated on her, so she turned him into a troll. And actually, that is how she got the job as Avengers demon. The troll smashes the counter. He did not cheat, at least not in his heart. And it was only with one wench. He had a great deal of mean, and the next thing he knows, he's a troll. Anyanka did this, and for that, she must die. Uh, But he seems to like being a troll, or so it appears to Xander. (laughs) He adjusted, but then witches, dirty, filthy, disgusting witches, imprisoned him in that crystal. He's been trapped for hundreds of years. And this dude actually has unlike the master who is throwing a fit after like 60 (laughs) the troll declares a curse upon all witches and says they must all die buffy tells willow this would be a good time to do the spell right she tries the reversal and nothing it doesn't work which delights the troll but hey no willow will get this she starts again and the troll makes as if he's going to hit her which is when buffy and spike intervene wailing on the troll well really the troll kind of wails on them first knocking down spike and then buffy who just happens to land on spike but they're soon back up after spike tried to do the whole hand around buffy's waist to steady her thing (laughs) and then they're back after him he goes about knocking down pillars enough so that one of the catwalks fall leaving some people hanging from a single pole as buffy and the others work to get out of the wreckage the troll makes his great escape Buffy tells Xander to follow him and Willow and Anya to go back to the magic shop and see if they can find something that will actually banish him. She then goes to help the others, as does Spike. Which, what is he doing? He's making the woman on the ground more comfortable. Not sampling, could, (laughs) but he's not, because he knows Buffy wouldn't like it. She's sorry, does he want credit for not feeding off disaster victims? Well, yeah. He's disgusting. I love, like, I love it. I love, I, like, I love Spike. I am trying to be a better person for you, but he can't say that he is being a bit, well, he did say because she wouldn't like it. Yeah. And Buffy is like, what the hell? Like, what? Like, she's so confused. As she storms off, Spike asks no one in particular, what does it take? (laughs) Back at the magic shop, Willow tells Anya to hurry up. She's grabbing everything she can on relocation spells, banishment spells, and what the heck? Spells to make him really sleepy. Anya says she's getting more of all the things Willow stole, just in case they need them. She didn't... Why does Anya do that? Do what? She's just... She's so rude. And at first it was like, okay, ex-demon. She didn't know the rules. 
But she's been here forever now. She should know the rules. Rules are stupid. Whatever. Willow just thought maybe she'd be interested in learning to act more human. Some of them enjoy it. Anya is a human. And there are many humans that are stranger than her. True, but unless she's really wrong about crazy Larry down at the bus stop, he's probably not going to turn Xander into a troll. Well, that's a very complicated procedure. And, oh, she thinks Anya's going to hurt Xander? She would never hurt Xander. How could Willow ever think she was going to do that? Because it's what she does. She spent a thousand years hurting men. She was a demon then. And besides, she doesn't have any powers now. Is this the spell? Willow takes a look. Only if they want him to double in size and grow extra arms, so uh, let's not. (laughs) And she wasn't a demon when she turned old Olaf into Lord of the Hammers. Not to mention there are other ways to hurt Xander. Anya continues. Willow's the one who's all magic-y. DeHoffrey even offered her Anya's old job. She's much closer to being a vengeance demon than Anya is. Maybe Xander should be afraid of her. Xander's her best friend. And she doesn't want anyone else to have him. Anya knows what broke up him and Cordelia. It was her. And her lips. No, it was not. Okay, so maybe it was. But that was a long time ago. Does she really think she'd do that again? Of course. Why not? Hello? Gay now? (sighs) I want to talk about this. I want to talk about it a lot, but let's finish the scene. Yeah. Anya says Willow's always going out of her way to point out how Anya is the outsider. She's known Xander since they were babies. She'll always know him better, and that means she can sweep in and poison his mind against her. Willow says she's insane. She's not going to take him away, and she's not going to hurt him. Well, neither is she. And, oh, look, here comes the troll bursting through the door. <laughs> uh, but before we get to the troll in the um, end of this episode, yep. let's talk about that line. Yeah. Oh, I hate that line. We I have, hate that line so much. And we we I know we've we've brought it up a thousand times already, but here it is now. But one, it's inaccurate. I'm sorry. It yeah. just is. Willow has very clearly demonstrated romantic and sexual feelings that are by as recently as last season when she was watching Giles play and the bronze. Mm-hmm. And she said something about used to have a crush on him, but it's also very clear that she's very turned on by watching him play. Yeah. yeah. Um, and two, because everyone loves to cite this without the understanding of the context. Yeah. Willow is literally fighting with Anya about whether or not she is going to take Xander away from Anya. She has also just gone through a whole thing where she said Anya does not understand the complexity of being human. So yeah, Willow's going to say what she knows Anya will understand means that she is not a threat. Mm -hmm. She has a girlfriend. She's gay. And I am saying this as a person who has a girlfriend and is bi and has been told, no, you must be gay. And I I know I've told the story on the podcast before. I think it's even on her TikTok account, the audacity. Uh, But bisexual, bisexual, very misunderstood. And even more misunderstood in 2001. Yeah, because I don't remember. I I forget. Yet there was even a Time magazine cover, an article, story about being bisexual. Yeah. And like it was such a, it was such a, like people couldn't understand. And even like, and, and again, even in the year 2024, you still get people that, and even within the LGBT plus community where you have people say, oh, well, I won't sleep with somebody who's, I won't date somebody who's bisexual because they'll cheat on me. No. As if that has anything to do with 
anything. Yeah. And also, like, were they going to waste 10 minutes of screen time having Willow explain the complexity of her feelings and being? No. They're going to put in a punchy line that would help them move to the next plot point. Yeah. Like, I am with, yeah. I am in a happy relationship with a girl. Yeah. But people take this line to completely mean that. And it, it like, and, and I know we said it before, but it completely erases her relationship with Oz. It erases her relationship with Oz. It really it erases like the feelings she had for Xander for years. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's the thing. You cannot look at one interaction and judge any aspect of a character by that. Yep. Which is what people love to do. The whole yeah. Time. Like everyone's just like, oh, she said this line. That's it. This line is a joke. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very clearly, it's like we said, it's a punchy line to move us to the next plot point. And also it's her like, again, we're, we're not going to spend 10 minutes... And she's also in the heat of a argument with yeah. someone. And when you're in the heat of an argument with somebody, you don't always go for using all your words. No. And that's why, like, my favorite conversation to point to when talking about Willow and her romantic feelings and even her sexual feelings to a point is the one she has with Oz when he's leaving. Mm-hmm. Because that is a heartfelt moment that's not a punchy line nothing she says in there is for the like let's just move this scene along Mm she is telling Oz that he will always be a part of her and if she is 60 years old and in like Istanbul and she turns around and he's there she will not be surprised Mm -hmm. because she knows that something is going to lead them back to each other's lives and it may not be romantically it may be as a friend but Mm -hmm. her feelings for him are are deep Mm-hmm. And she will never be surprised if he moves back into her life. In some way, shape, or form. And I think that is a much more telling conversation than this argument. Mm-hmm. And I just, I hate that line. I wish they had just had her say, like, I have a girlfriend. I have a girlfriend. Like, because, like, that's a much more accurate description. Like, yeah. I'm in a relationship. And I mean, yeah, you could argue that, I mean, Anya would still argue that, like, I'm in a, you were in a relationship and you cheated on Xander. But if she said, like, well, I have a girlfriend, Anya's free to take that however she wants. Yeah. And, you know, we have a better understanding of Willow being like, well, this is where I am in my life right now. Mm-hmm. You know, but... Ugh. Yeah, I hate that line. That I line, could talk about that line for like three hours. So we're yeah, just gonna... that line. That line haunts us and will haunt us till the day we die. We're coming up to a much better line. And anyway, let's. We're almost at the end. Yes, and we're coming to one of my favorite lines. So it's good. Uh, so back to the troll who comes in and he just knew it. He knew he'd find Anya and Willow together, performing more spells. He could be out pillaging, eating babies, making merriment with the local virgins. You know what I like about this troll dude? He's just, he's very consistent in his wants. Yes. And you know what? I don't think we mentioned who plays the troll. I We have not mentioned who plays the troll. No, we have not. <laughs> who plays the troll, Holly? It is Abraham Ben Ruby, which I think most people will know him from ER. Yeah. Um, and, and he's just like, he is a huge guy. Yes. Like, he yes. is like, very this, tall. It is real. <laughs> yeah. So this is, yeah, this is exactly how tall he is. Like, if you need someone to play a huge troll, this is him. Um, also, I didn't even realize this because I didn't watch it. He played a young version of Dan Connor on a flashback episode of Roseanne. <laughs> I can see that. I can yeah. see that. Like, if you need a young John Goodman. Yeah. They both got that linebacker build. <laughs> yeah. And he's very funny. He, he's a very, 
So this was this as was, you can see, like yeah. yeah, he has great he has great timing. If this troll was not trying to like kill everybody, I'd be like, let's be friends with this troll. This this guy would be like, I would love to just go out and have drinks with him, right? Maybe not eat the babies. No, no eating the babies, we'll get no. the onion. But also, like being a tiny person, he looks like he would give a good hug if he didn't squeeze me to death, right? <sighs> no, he had to come back there and kill them. He can't have his fun. They start to run, but he grabs them and throws them into the shelves behind the counter. As he advances on them, hammer raised, Xander enters. Get away from them. He will, just as soon as he kills them. <laughs> He's not killing either of them. And Xander, brave, stupid Xander, advances on the troll. You need to fight him. He gets his ass kicked badly. But he keeps going. And that earns him the troll's respect. <laughs> So the troll tells him he will reward him. Only one of the women will die, but he must choose. This is literally Xander's worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. Come now, who will it be? Anyanka or the witch? What? No! No crazy troll! He is not choosing between his girlfriend and his best friend. That is insane troll logic. Troll logic. <laughs> Bless. This is... I, I use this all the time. Oh, yeah. Do you want to win an argument and end it quickly? You just tell the other person that their logic is troll logic. It's It works every time. And I love, and again, I love Xander for this. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 because no matter what, I'm in the doghouse. He's also like, he's being very smart. He's like, no, yeah. no, Wait. no, you can't. No. Yeah. <laughs> Anya is cheering Xander on, telling him that she loves him. And the troll seems impressed as well. He is a good and loyal man. Of course, that won't stop the troll from breaking Xander's bread. Like, what the fuck, dude? Calm down. He tells Xander once again to choose. That's when Anya tells him to stop. The troll says if Xander will not choose, then he must be the one to die. No. Anya says to take her. Kill her. Just don't take Xander. As Anya is distracting the troll, pleading her case, Willow tries another spell, which once again gets rid of the cash register. (laughs) Damn. Buffy and Tara arrive and telling Tara to stay back, Buffy rushes the troll in Xander. As she does so, Anya yells something about the hammer. He and Buffy fight as Anya goes to Willow. How long? Not long, but she needs Anya to distract him away from Buffy. How? Willow says she'll figure it out. There is no one Anya can't piss off. (laughs) Right. Running onto the floor, she tells Olaf that he is as inadequate as a troll as he was a boyfriend. He is hairy unattractive, and even the women trolls are put off by his various odors. As she's doing this, Willow is working on the spell, which this time makes the hammer glow. Anya tells him his stance is only mildly intimidating and his roar is weak. Enough! He throws Buffy to the side and advances on Anya. It has been a thousand years, but she is still as aggravating and emasculating as she ever was. Buffy gets up, he swings at Anya, and Willow continues the spell. It makes the hammer glow again and it flies out of his hands. Apparently, what Anya had been saying is that his power is in the hammer. And now it's gone. Which means Buffy's up once more. Only, oh yeah, he still has the strength of a troll. (laughs) Olaf says they will all die. And what is Buffy even fighting for? Her friends? They'll never last. Anyanka is very difficult to live with. And he seems ludicrous. They're doomed to fail. Well, now he's done it. He has hit Buffy's button of the moment. And she goes hard on him, beating him down and knocking him out because their love is beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful! (laughs) Anya and Willow patch things up, mostly. Anya telling Xander she loves him, as does Willow, but not romantically. And she's not going to try and break them up, so yay! 
Later, Willow banishes Olaf. Where did she send him? To the land of the trolls. He'll like it there. Lots of trolls. Of course, the multiverse is always moving around, so it's hard to be precise. Kind of like hitting a puppy by throwing a live bee at it. And that analogy is weird. Just forget she said that. Anya says it's true. He could be in the land of perpetual Wednesdays. Or the world without shrimp. There's a world without shrimp? Tara's intrigued, seeing as how she's allergic. Tara and I would I would love to go to that world with Tara. Willow's fairly certain he ended up in the land of the trolls. <laughs> Look, all Buffy cares about is that he's not there and she got a nifty souvenir. Picking up the hammer, she places it on the front display case, promptly shattering it. Oops. Xander says the place trashed anyway. But look how nicely things worked out. And look at them. So good and alive and together. Oh no, Buffy's going to cry again. <laughs> They're just so together and good and alive. As she breaks down, declaring that she's just so happy for them. We go to a few days later and Giles sitting in the summer's kitchen with Buffy. He hates to think what the place would have looked like if he'd been gone longer than three days. <laughs> Well, maybe they could have cleaned it up, especially if Willow used magic to help. Yes, because nothing could go wrong with that at all. Joyce brings in a tray of tea and Giles jumps up to help. Joyce, who calls him Rupert, just doesn't understand why the Watchers would make Giles go all the way to England if they don't know anything. Because they're assholes, Joyce. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's why. That's, yes, they are, they are assholes. Giles, however, says it's more they don't have any information yet. They have no texts or anything that mention a creature like Glory, but based on the info he gave them, they're going to look into it. They might have something soon. Buffy wants to know, what about the key? They're all over it, aren't they? They are. They're very interested. Have theories. He double checks. Joyce knows? She does. She figured out some. Buffy filled in the rest. Most of their theories, he says, are nonsensical. And they don't know it's Dawn. Dawn, who is coming down the stairs and hears that, who is now listening right outside the dining room door. Joy says she still can't wrap her head around it. She's her little girl. Buffy wants to know what happens if the council figures it out. What would they do? He doesn't know. Joy, she can't even think about it. It's too... We go back to Dawn, to her worried face. And on that, we fade to black. The end. (sighs) This is... This is this end is a good setup to our next couple of episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but before we get a visit from the Watchers Council, we're gonna take a break and and do some book club. Yep. We're so gonna, we're gonna check in with Anita. Yeah, but yeah. So there is apparently a deleted scene or two. Yeah. Uh, where Giles comes back, I guess right after they banish the troll. Well, there's and um. He, well, there's actually because there's a behind the scenes shot of him standing with them over the body okay so like he so he may have he may get there right as they're banishing the troll but i mean it's obviously because he was in the magic box they filmed some stuff in that yeah but um apparently Giles does not yell he just has that very calm i don't know what to do smile on my on his face and and willow actually tells him to please yell yeah please yell so yeah, I'm, I'm sad we did not get to see, like, about to lose his shit, Giles. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because he just came back from dealing with the council. Yeah, literally. And this like, is he, what he walks into. Yeah, like, he has his jacket in his hand, and he's just, like, Buffy's holding the, Buffy's holding the hammer, so she hasn't even set it down on the counter. To oh, he, gets, he got to watch that break. That's yeah. great. 
But yes, um, that is it for this week. Thank you all for listening and make sure to join us next time when we discuss the second Anita Blake novel, The Laughing Corpse. Until then, check out our various social media channels, all of which will be listed in the show notes. And if you like the show and you want to let us know it, you can subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts or write to us directly at thewatchersdiaries at gmail.com. Bye! Bye!